0: Well, Julia, how are you?
1: I'm all right, thanks, Giles. How are you? I was gonna go bing bong, Avon calling there.
0: <laughs> Do anyone does anyone remember that? Avon? Yeah, Avon. Are they still still going?
1: I think they are. In fact I don't think they are. I know they are. I don't know if it's as door to door as it was and in case anybody listening doesn't know what we're talking about. The Avon ladies were generally um, women who were mums, so housewives and it was a really... It, it was a way of working around your children because you yeah. could you could do house to house calls um, selling these Avon products, which are makeup products. There is still I think it's an Avon product, which is the only thing in the world. I'm going to have to find this out now that works for um, midges, you know, the midges that just infest and are terrible in Scotland, particularly in the summer. Oh, yeah. Well, there's this one. There's this one product and it's not, it's not like a jungle formula, deep, whatever, whatever, which I don't like anyway, because they're full of chemicals. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's an Avon product and it works. It's brilliant.
0: Oh, we use those citronella candles.
1: Oh, well, you can't walk around with a candle, can you?
0: No, but you have those in the, we have those in the <laughs> house, but you think it's a good yes. spray to use while you're out?
1: Yeah. Oh yes. you spray it on, on the skin okay. and it definitely works. I've filmed more than on one occasion wearing one of those midge nets over my face as well which is hilarious it's it's literally a it's a net that you zip up um, over your over your face that covers your face and your neck and the midges can't get anywhere not great for filming obviously no. for various reasons understandable reasons but it does work and you don't get midges in your mouth
0: a so kind of sort of insect PPE type sort of thing going on
1: yeah but sort of less Plastic, more netty. Yeah, <laughs> if
0: that makes sense. <laughs> midges are a massive problem. Yeah, they are. There's huge loads of them. There are. There are absolute loads. I we get we get quite a few of them down here, actually, on the south coast.
1: Do you? Yeah, I mean, but midges in Scotland. If you haven't been to Scotland, everyone, mm. it's like a curtain of of insects, just like swarming towards you i'm not exaggerating it's it's major they go in your eye they go in your eyeballs they go in your mouth they go in your
0: ear there must be a certain pheromone you're giving off julia
1: <laughs> it's not it's not just me that gets impacted by midges
0: <laughs> well we should say this is a little bit of positive podcast with me giles pay phillips
1: and me julia bradbury and we don't just talk about midges we talk about lots of cool positive stuff don't we it's it's you here do. to make you smile, to keep you happy.
0: Yeah, I mean, we were just talking about exterminating midges. That doesn't seem particularly positive.
1: Yeah, I think that's the problem, you see. Guy, our producer, said, oh, you should just do a little natural chat at the beginning of the podcast. And that <laughs> is where we end up. We end up talking about random things like midges, which has got nothing to do with the subject matter. And we've lost people already. They've gone, what's all They're that gone, gone, yeah, yeah,
0: about? Yeah, Sorry, come back. <laughs> come back, because we have got a great episode, haven't we?
1: We've got a fantastic episode. Yes, we've got a very, very, very lovely guest. Her name is uh, Anita Korshal. And she and her husband, Bitu, have... They have a business called Maui, Maui Rituals, but it's not... Which are beautiful beauty products and oils, but it's not just about that there. It's uh, uh, Ayurvedic um, medicine. Do you know what that is, Giles? I don't. I hadn't heard
0: of it. I had never heard of it before.
1: So uh, Ayurveda and it's quite a difficult one to say that, is the science of living well uh, that originated in India more than 5,000 years ago. And Ayur is the meaning of life and Vida is science and knowledge. So it's a very holistic science meets medicine uh, thing. And it's basically about connecting to your body, knowing your body type and your personality Mm. type And then using all sorts of natural herbs and medicines to improve yourself and stay healthy, but not not in the traditional way that we do. So we so I think what's what we're moving away from the more and more research and the more programs I make about this. I know that we're moving away from going to a traditional GP, a medical practitioner Mm. saying, I've got this rash and they say, oh, here, try this, try this topical skin cream or take this pill if you've got some problem now we're moving back to the way things used to be which is why why have you got that rash Mm. what are you eating what are you ingesting what's coming close to your body Um, or why are you feeling that way it's more it's very much now more about exploring the root of the problem rather than just giving you a pill to make that problem go away, which invariably doesn't work, but does sustain a billion pound uh, industry.
0: Well, I mean, Anita sort of said it herself, wasn't it, that we go and we get this, a sticking plaster put on, but actually yeah. we're not really getting to that root cause or we're not preventing that thing, you know, and what, you know, the Adolge thing, prevention is better than the cure, mm. Um, mm. you know, and that's so important. and And so... What she's doing and her husband B2 are doing is a part of their routine. They're doing all these different types of um, techniques, aren't they?
1: Yes. And, and it's it's techniques and, um, and herbs and ingredients that are natural and not mm. created by a massive industry. I mean, just look at the opioid problem in America. Mm. That all started uh, as a solution to try and cure some people's ailments and now they have hundreds of thousands of people addicted to painkillers and opioids uh, that were originally to try and stop a problem that, that is sort of percentage wise much smaller than the problem they've created and yeah. i know a, a friend of mine uh, had he had a, an injury to his shoulder and they put him on painkillers and they didn't tell him that they had codeine in them
0: oh that's and terrible stuff
1: Oh, well, he became addicted and then they mm. wouldn't help him. His doctors wouldn't help him uh, get off the pills, the the painkillers. Mm. And luckily, he's an incredibly resilient, strong minded person, one of the strongest people I know. Hello, Ronnie. And he sorted it out. He basically went cold turkey and he was doing that thing where, you know, you shave a little bit off the pill every week and you and you mm. take less and, less and less. He did it himself because wow. they wouldn't help him and they wouldn't put him into rehab or anything. It's terrible, but it? it's massive. It's a huge, huge problem. So the more that we can learn about ourselves, I think, and the more that we can uh, examine traditional methods and and go back to uh, ancient wisdom that our ancestors have known about for thousands and thousands mm. of years, I think it's definitely worth exploring. I mean, obviously, I'm half Greek, and the Greeks have got a lot to answer for. Hippocrates and Pythagor- Pythagoras. These were the, the these philosophers were the forebears. A lot, weren't they? Yeah, a lot of this information. And I mean, Pythagoras he, he noted that the numbers seven and four were incredibly important, and seven times four is twenty eight, which is the length of the lunar month, and um, and two hundred and eighty is another important number, and that's that's a that's your full term pregnancy that number and that's going back thousands of years yeah. so we think that you know we know everything and modern day medicine has the answers well, it is, it,
0: yeah
1: but actually no and i think that's what's so wonderful about anita uh, and b2 is they really have explored their own heritage they're indian they've explored it and now they're sharing it with the world
0: absolutely and and actually a lot of what they've they do now is was brought on by a very tragic event as well wasn't it
1: Yes, they lost their daughter, and i'm sh- uh, Anita tells us about that and it 's not something we don't want to dwell obviously on negative things. This is the positivity podcast, so we don't want to talk about too much about um bad, bad things because we we have made a promise that we want people to smile but grief and and loss is something that we will all encounter in our lifetime so it is I think important to learn how to handle those things, and I could not think of a more positive example of somebody Mm. who's handled this beautifully and explained it so well than than anita she's i I often say to her love and light she is one of the spiritual people in my life that i know Um, and she's such an incredibly positive person and they have definitely turned a tragedy into something with meaning
0: yeah absolutely it's really um it was very humbling to talk to, Anita, but also very, you know, very inspiring an absolutely mm. inspiring person. And her and B2, just, yeah, incredible, really.
1: Yeah. Shall we hear from her? Shall we shall we? Shall we let Anita explain more of her stuff? I think we
0: then? should, really. Let's do it.
1: Hello, Anita. How are you today?
2: Morning, Julia. I'm wonderful. It's my 29th anniversary today.
0: No. Oh, congratulations.
2: Yeah, yeah 20 my husband says people get less for murder and and he's still here. So it's all good.
0: <laughs>
1: That is the lovely B2, who if um, people don't follow you on Instagram, they should do. But certainly they should follow Mally Rituals, your your company's uh, Instagram, because it's got so much wonderful advice. It's not just about your products. It's it's about life, really, I think, which is why I love it so much. And B2 does the most wonderful breathing exercises on there. So have you done some breathing together this morning to celebrate your 29 years together?
2: You know, we didn't. He grabbed a coffee and he rushed out to the office around the corner. Uh, But he's finishing work early. We'll get a takeaway. And um, I'm looking forward to a lovely
1: evening with him. Oh, You know, what's nice to hear, because I have to say, I know you a little bit. We've met on occasion and it was a mutual friend who introduced us. But I I have this wonderful uh, vision of you being very holistic and floating around all the time and being very healthy. And I love the fact <laughs> that you've said you've had a coffee, you're getting a takeaway tonight, <laughs> and he's, ru- he's rushed off to the office. You're
2: like exactly. all of us. <laughs> We're all the same, you know. And I think this is uh, one of the uh, issues, I think, with social media. It's a power for good. But it can also make people feel less than. And that is not our intention. We're human. You know, we have a we have a glass of wine on a Saturday and we uh, share a a live on Saturday because it's about doing a few things that make a radical difference. It's not about living a perfect life because that is unattainable. Like if you do everything that Ayurveda would ask of you, you would never get anything else done. You would be sacked from your job. It's not it's not doable. And, you know, for instance, oil pulling, which is one of the practices of Ayurveda, traditionally was done for 20 minutes a day. They didn't have Netflix in those days. You cannot devote 20 minutes a day to oil pulling, but you can devote
1: two. All right. Uh, Giles, I'm sure you're going to ask. I'm going to ask what's oil pulling.
2: So oil pulling is just sloshing around oil in your mouth. And what that does is it releases all the bacteria from your mouth. And it also um, works the muscles in your jaw. You know, we hold a lot of tension in our jaw. So you're simultaneously working those muscles. So you're feeling a lot more relaxed first thing in the morning. Uh, And that's just one of the things that you would do. But it doesn't need to be long. And and what I say is I can run you through a list of what you would do uh, traditionally or what I would do. Uh, and what I would say is your audience could cherry pick three things that resonate with them and say, OK, I'm going to adopt that practice. And like that. It, mm. it would make a difference.
1: Charles, you had a question there. because
2: well,
0: no, I was going to say, what kind of oil would you use?
2: Charles, uh, you would use sesame or coconut. Okay. Yep.
1: Uh, Anita, before we go through your wonderful list, let's go back mm. to the beginning of the story. Let's talk mm. about uh, the origin of your not just your, your business, but I suppose your principles, your beliefs and your lifestyle, because you had a life changing event and you went yep. back to um, India. You describe it on your website as a pilgrimage to your motherland.
2: Tell us, about,
1: tell us about that moment and, and what exactly is Maui Rituals? How did it come about? So Bitu, my
2: husband, was a skincare distributor. Really, really good Swiss skincare, high tech skincare, and it worked. There's no question. I was doing brand development for different brands. I'd had my own business before. And um, we went to India with my daughter's ashes. She was 12. No, oh, She'd just turned 11 when she passed away. So we, and my father's ashes, he passed away two, exactly two weeks before her unexpectedly. So um, we'd gone to India with her ashes and we were sat there thinking, what is all this about? If we don't learn something from this experience, then we've wasted her life. You know, we've w- what was the point? And we had an epiphany there that the point was for us to learn more. And in learning more, we would find peace with where we were and it would heal us and it may even help other people in the process. Life didn't. I don't know, the pursuit of success as we knew it, of money as we knew it, didn't hold meaning anymore. And on some level, that had always been true for me. Uh, My father was a very spiritual, a, a seeker, but he didn't have the tools that we have nowadays to become, you know, to really realize it. But I followed in his footsteps. But then again, I grew up in the 80s where it was shoulder pads and, You know, money means you're worth something. And we just realized in that moment, no, you're not. I mean, we sort of knew it, my husband more than me, but we realized, no, you're not, and there's something more. And Morley was going back to our roots and discovering that well-being was our birthright. That does not mean that people don't. Of course, we're meant to die, but we're meant to live fully and then die. We're, We're meant to be well and then die. We're Mm -hmm. not meant to, you know, we're not meant to have diseases. And my daughter did. And what we realized from that is that we always look at in the West, one element of well-being. So you'll go to a doctor and he'll almost give you a plaster for the for the issue that you have rather than or a pill, antibiotics where, you know, our our immunity is shot because of antibiotics So they'll give you the plaster rather than saying, hang on, but why did this happen? And that's what we love about Ayurveda. It tells you why something happens rather than what's happened.
1: So Ayurveda is the science of being well, isn't it? And it's an, an ancient indian belief system it's believed to be one of the eldest in the world and you and i can have a discussion about whether it's the greeks yeah. or the indians later
2: <laughs> yeah and do you know what and do you know what julia i don't even think that really matters it like, doesn't of course i doesn't. think there's too much importance put on oh ayurveda is from it's for everybody nature mm-hmm. is for everybody ayurveda is for... yoga is for everybody it doesn't matter it's the intention behind it so yoga is uh, a practice of, you know, getting to know the self through the self. And Ayurveda is the knowledge of living well, as you rightly say. So it's a toolkit for living well.
1: And there are various principles, aren't there? Yoga is a part of it. Meditation yep. is another part. Massage, purging, nutrition. So let's talk a little bit about those. You said you'd you'd give our listeners Um, A list of the ideal things and they could cherry pick but what are the what are the core principles that we should all be aware of so it is really important to know
2: your own body so in the west again we look at this diet and that diet and this way of living and that way of living but it's not a one-size-fits-all so what we learn in Ayurveda is that we are all on a macro and micro level, connected to the elements around us. And you, you're you very aware of that, Julia. You know, when, whatever we see going on outside, so if we go out and it's raining, we'll put on a coat. We won't go out in our bikini. Um, well, we might, but generally, <laughs> we'd put on, generally we'd put on a coat. If you're in a Bollywood movie, you'd go out in a sari and dance, but. <laughs> because, yeah, just, just keep going. <laughs> just keep going. But generally you realize that You need to have an opposite force to what's going on. Now, in Ayurveda, we say that we are all made of the elements. Some of us will have more of an air quality, some of us will have more of a fire quality, and some more of an earth quality. Now, people with an, you'll describe people as a bit of an airhead. You're describing their elemental makeup. Or you might say, she's a bit flighty. Mm. You're describing their elemental makeup. Or he's got a very fiery character, or he's very grounded. You're in, intuitively describing their elemental makeup, and when you know what that is, so for instance, that grounded person, if they're feeling out of balance, will tend to become very sluggish, lethargic, and so you want to lift them by getting them to, you know, maybe have um, ginger tea and um, getting out for a run and doing a very kind of intensive breathing exercise. But the airhead needs calming down, they need something much much um, more soothing they mustn't go and hit the treadmill they need to do a kind of yin yoga class for instance Mm. and it's just about recognizing what your makeup is and then working with it rather than against it that's one of the principles and then yes meditation is a big part massage is a huge part because you're constantly looking to detox the body and to energize the body those are the two things you know a lot of us We have blocked armor, you know, our digestion, as we're learning now, so much about gut health is all about there's toxins in this body. And when they can't stay in that one position anymore, they move to another part of the body. And depending on your elemental makeup, so for this Vata person, they will move into the nervous system. So you'll get arthritis. And then as it becomes even worse, if you don't watch it, that's when, you know, you might get dementia. For um, a person who has a grounded energy, they might get um, sinus problems. It's all about immunity. So, yeah, you, you, you want to constantly be purging and constantly replenishing. You, re- you replenish through breath and you purge through the five. Um, you purge through sweating, through you know, eliminating waste, um, through, through urine. You know, there are all these different ways that we uh, even when you cough or you have a cold, that's a form of purging. So why would you have antibiotics? Instead, you want to say, good, the toxins get rid are coming out. Let's mm-hmm. Get rid of it. Yeah.
1: Well, I think one of the most popular during lockdown and during this whole corona- coronavirus period, one of the most popular um, things, films doing the, the rounds on social media was a doctor. I think he was American, who was uh, uh, teaching people how to cough, how to there was there was a process and it was cough three times, really sort of violently, you know, cough from the bottom of your lungs to to really sort of, as you say, purge to get rid of the droplets, whatever it was inside you. And people really embraced that and thought, oh, gosh, that's a that's a good idea. And that really I mean, that's what that's what you and B2 Uh, you talk about that a lot and you do lots of exercises don't you so there is there something that we can all do together now
2: on the most simple level you just want to breathe in for six hold for six and breathe out for six that's the most simple level and anyone can do it anytime then the um the alternate nostril breathing exercise is a really good one i like and an Yeah, that's an excellent one. And also the one that Bitu's been doing now on, on our Insta lives is the, the, you know, like the bellow breath breathing, where it's more of a tummy contraction, you're focused on that area. That's an excellent one for not just toning the abs, that's a byproduct, but really for cleansing, for internal cleansing. And it just makes you feel better.
1: It just seems, Giles, I don't know Mm. how, I don't know where you're at with all of this, because I know you exercise and you're you're into your outdoors. But I love the fact that breathing can Mm. tone your abs, cleanse your body, uh, invigorate you, help you with anxiety. It's Mm. breathing. It's what we all do every day. And yet there's a way to do it that is more beneficial to, to our health. And I'm not sure that lots of people know about that.
0: Well, many years ago actually because I've I've been an anxiety sufferer for many years and I did a um a anxiety management course which sounds very grandiose but basically it was teaching us breathing techniques. And um Amazing. I used to really enjoy going along every Thursday morning to this sort of um health center and doing and sitting in a group with other people and doing breathing techniques and it, I learned so much. And now I'm much better at controlling those moments when I feel anxious by just breathing, breathing them out.
1: So we've got breathing. We've heard about um, oil pulling. Uh, What else, Anita? So on a
2: typical day, if I talk through a typical day of what I would do on a good day, you wake Mm. up and immediately you wake up, you would give gratitude that you've woken up. You know, it's it's a prayer. That is a prayer that goes out to the universe to say, I appreciate everything and just, I'll have more of the same. Thank you. So you, I give gratitude that I've got this, you know, man by my side and he's breathing and I'm breathing and the sun is shining. And how much better than that does it really get? You know, so you do that, then you brush your teeth and you would scrape your tongue. That's another really important part. And the wonderful thing about the tongue is it's an organ that you can see. So when you stick out your tongue, you'll, if you've got, you know, that white kind of coating on your tongue, that's a sign of toxins and they're wanting to be cleaned. That's why you scrape your tongue. If you've got ridges on your tongue, that's a sign of major acidity in the body. If it's a purple, yellowish tongue, that's too much inflammation in the body. So just by looking at it, you can tell what's going on. And, you know, we always look for um, going to doctors and, you know, latching onto the next big trend when we intuitively know what to do we've just got to get back in tune with that so you then scrape your tongue you can use a spoon but you can get a tongue scraper as well then you do the oil pulling and for me I do it for no longer than two minutes I swish the oil in my mouth and I get dressed uh, you know into something comfortable to do my meditation in uh, and then I take it out then, if you've got the time, you do some body brushing. That really helps. And then you would do an oil massage. I don't do a very long oil massage. It's literally five minutes all in. On the weekend, I might take longer. What you're doing is you're lubricating your internal organs. And the sense of touch is also stimulating your marmal points, which is like these are these magic points in the body, which if you touch them, you it's like unblocking something. It's like taking the plug out of a a bath and you're unblocking. And so toxins can release again. Then I go up and meditate. Now, meditation, people say I can't meditate, but actually everybody can meditate. Everybody can. It's just being present. And you're um, you're not trying to kind of stop your thoughts. You're just becoming aware of them. So for some people, it will be a mantra. For other people, it will be following their breath. For some, it might be a visualization. Just find what's right for you. So I do 20 minutes and that's my non-negotiable. I need to do it to feel better. Then a few yoga asanas, then shower and then go about your day. So I'll have hot water and lemon and then I'll have coffee two hours later. Uh, and then you would do the same sort of thing at night. Not the whole thing, but meditation add a foot and hand massage, because that's where our, many of our healing reflexes are. So it's helpful to massage there. And I'd write my gratitude list, and that's me done. And none of that takes that long. So my morning routine's an hour. You know, in an hour, all we end up doing, if we're not careful, is watching an episode of The Kardashians. And they really don't (laughs) care. You know, I mean, so people think, oh, how can I give up an hour? Just give up one bit of trash TV Mm. and see your life transformed. Don't give it all up. Bitu who likes this American program where they – they buy lot job lots of things where they don't know what they're buying and they they buy them and then they sell them and it is such trash tv but he loves it why should he deprive himself of that but if that's all he does for most of his spare time
1: god help him so yeah. that would, you know that would be a daily routine people people often say that don't they they, just, they they say i don't have the time and we we spoke about this with caroline millington one of our other guests mm. self care is the most important thing that we can all do for ourselves, because how can we take care of our children, our elderly, our parents, our friends, uh, anybody else in our society, in our community, if we don't actually take care of ourselves? So yeah. it is you know, vitally it's important.
2: Vital. And you know, that's what I realised, Julia, when Millie passed away, was that I had spent so much time looking after her. Of course, it was my privilege. We brought her home the minute we found out she was terminally ill and it was my privilege and the you know the best and worst of times but I didn't look after myself at all and so I remember being with her many times where I'd be half falling asleep or I'd be projecting into the future or you know feeling sadness whereas Bitu would go to the gym he'd come home and he would be fully present for Millie fully present I'd hear him giggling they'd they'd be giggling together Mm. now who has better memories of that time because if you're not present you don't remember it's an echoing void he has very good memories clear memories of that time mine are a little more um sad yeah they're they're Mm. they're sad and they're a little bit more um I just don't remember
1: it's an echoing void do you think that's part of? your way of protecting yourself though, because what, what you went through is every parent's nightmare. To lose your child is is the nightmare that none of us want. Um, and we will all react differently. We would all mm. protect ourselves in different ways. Um, so for Bitu to to extract himself a little bit and go and have that me time, that was also how he protected himself and he dealt yes. with it. Yes, yeah. So it's, it's not something that you beat yourself up about, but I suppose- I, I don't you,
2: beat myself up. I don't I think in nothing in life we should be beating ourselves up but what we can do is we can learn from it and if we don't learn from it then we've lost the opportunity twice and that is a shame so and you know that's what morley is about is that okay we're here now how are we going to make more of something tragic that's happened how are we going to turn it into something positive because if we don't what was all that pain for Then it was just pain. Whereas if we can transform it, well, there's a gift here, you know, and I'm not wishing that uh, my daughter wasn't here. There's nothing I'd love more. You know, I often have this vision of her bounding through the door and telling me about her day. But if that's not going to happen, how do I then live this day as fully as I can? It's by learning and growing and being present to the gift. And I trust that she has bigger fish to fry. You know, she's hmm. she's done with Kensal Rice. <laughs> she's on <laughs> another journey. And, and, and lucky me that I got to be her mum for a
1: while. What did she pass away from?
2: It was um,
1: a brain tumour. Charles, you write about grief in your book, don't
0: you? Yeah, I've written about grief quite a few times um, in articles and um I've written a children's book as well called Little Bell and the Moon, which is all about the life cycle because I wanted to have...
2: Why, Jazz? What was your... What, I Tell me...
0: So my background is I lost my mum when I was six. Um, she died of leukaemia. Um, oh, and then I, yes. And then I lost my oh. um, father in my very early 20s. And I would say that his death was probably... Oh. He, he became an alcoholic, so I think a lot of his... Um, problems were to do with the sort of fallout of you know my mother's passing and so I've always mm-hmm. wanted to address the subject for myself as well as other people and I wrote this book Little Bell on the Moon as a way of being able to have a conversation with my children about loss and we've always tried to be really honest with our children about it and mm-hmm. as kind of part of the the a, kind of a recovery process for myself i mean particularly with my book 152 days it was definitely a very cathartic experience writing it and for me and possibly a bit like you with with marley is that Mm. it's a process and a part of that process was being able to talk about these times and these difficulties and express them um and um not exorcise them but to just have a process in place that I, mean, I could deal with them a little bit better,
1: yeah, yeah well as you, as you said, anita it's about it's about living living on, isn't it, living with it? It's not something that that ever goes, disappears from your life, but to learn from it and to live with it is the important lesson.
2: Everything we do now, and you're the same, Giles, I'm sure everything we do, our life is informed by the life they had. That's why we're doing what we do. And therefore, they are still here. This book wasn't written, would not have been written if your parents were here. Mm-hmm. So on some level, they're, they're writing the story with you. You know, Millie is writing our story. So she, for me, hasn't gone away mm-hmm. at all. She informs every action and my life from this moment on. What she doesn't do is I can't live vicariously through her. So, you know, people say, oh, you won't be able to see her graduate and see her get married. No, I won't, because all of that was about external happiness through another source. So, no, I won't be able to do that. I'll have to find it in me, knowing that she lives in me and everybody that we've ever lost lives in us and through us in a different form. And we have to get comfortable with that. Well, we don't have to. It's different for everybody. And I was lucky enough to be able to say goodbye to my child. And I saw that she fearlessly left me. So that is a privilege that I've had, that not everyone who loses someone can have. So it's not for me to say how someone else should do it. But what I can say is that for me, she has not gone. It's just that the her form has gone. But the impact that she has in my life is greater than ever. you know and that's that will do me mm.
1: So Anita it, it's fair to say that it has this whole experience as you've, you've just said it's so beautifully yourself it's informed every decision that you make every decision yeah. Every decision,
2: you know. And my son, like you, Giles. I mean, my son was seven when uh, he lost his sibling, and you know, in the beginning, I would feel very sad for him and think, um, you know, why did he have to go through this? But it's his journey, and I don't know what he'll do with this. Maybe, like you, Giles, he'll write a book. Maybe he'll, you know, he'll help someone in some way through his experience. Many, most of the people that donate to charities have been through something themselves so we have a part to play and so we'll play it and it's our journey and so we'll play it you know it's just the way it is and there's no point me feeling sorry for Marnov that's his journey I you know we just have to be there for him as much as we can and and that's it
0: and like you say it does certainly inform the way we are and the way we treat others and you know, I, Definitely. I, you know, I'm I'm a big advocate for positivity and kindness, and um, I think that a lot of that stems from my own experiences, and um, not wanting to put my, um, you know, not wanting to put um, that sort of negative vibes out into the world, because you know I think there's enough of that already. Why not put a bit of a bit of love out there in the world instead?
2: Absolutely, and we feel better for it, right? You know, yeah. there's no conflict. There's no conflict, and so why wouldn't we?
1: Yes, the love, the compassion, the empathy—that those are the beautiful things. Yeah, absolutely. Is there a particular approach from an Ayurvedic point of view, Anita? To how how is death uh, handled or envisaged?
2: Well, in Hinduism, um, and I'm I'm Indian, and in Hinduism, we believe in reincarnation and. I get a lot of comfort from that. Um, You know, we see it in nature. You know, the, the plants go to sleep for winter and then they bloom again. And so we see that life evolving all around us. So I believe in that and it gives me comfort. And even when I don't think of that, I think, well, okay, all we know is that this incredible being was here. They touched us, they left their mark and now they're not here. I don't know where they are as I say I think they're within me around me all over and the reincarnation part does help for me it makes sense of it a little bit um Mm. but it's just enough for me knowing they were here and they they touched me and now yeah that's enough for me
1: yeah what would you say to people who uh, might be listening who aren't, don't consider themselves to be spiritual in any way? Because I consider you a very spiritual person, and you and I often swap messages saying love and light. And I think that's yeah. that's what we believe. Uh, yeah. that you, you can emit. Uh, you can emit something and I, 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 I categorize it as spirituality, but some people out there go, Oh, don't be ridiculous. What would you say to people about your, your lifestyle rituals um, that could make them maybe connect or understand them a little bit more that, that, you know, it's not just about spirituality, that it's a, it's a deeper connection than that. Yeah.
2: It's an energy, I think. I mean, and people who don't perhaps believe in spirituality, They only have to walk into a room to see somebody who's in a grump and and see how they're impacted by it. That is an energy. And equally, when they do it, you know, every action has a reaction. That is an energy. And so spirituality is just a higher energy. So rather than connecting to the grumpy side, we're choosing to connect to the really vibrant, infinite, blissful side. And that's having an impact on how we feel. So why wouldn't we do it? We can call it whatever we like. Mm. It's just a feeling good and feeling not so good. And whenever we can, we choose to feel good. And when we feel not so good, we accept it. We don't try and suppress it. I would say to anyone, don't try and suppress it. That doesn't mean you wallow. You know, I, we, Bitter and I don't on our website really talk about Milsey much because she's not a marketing tool you'd have to look to really find Mm. where she is there. Um, so it doesn't mean you wallow in sadness and where you are, but you accept it. And I think spirituality gives you that. It gives you an acceptance of where you are and right action gives you an acceptance of, you know, what to do next. Um, So somebody who's not feeling it, you know, Judy, I think if they weren't feeling it, they wouldn't be attracted to your podcast.
1: (laughs) Maybe not. So Mm. I think
2: they are. Anyone that's listening is probably feeling it to some level. Um, They may they may not always connect, but they know it's there.
1: I bet you there are some people who haven't ever considered scraping their tongues before who are listening now. I'm doing that. (laughs) Yeah,
2: yeah. Try it. You know, once once you try it, you you find it odd that you don't do it every day. Mm. It becomes second nature, like brushing your teeth.
1: Yeah, it really does. do you oh oh, yes I do it, and I'm one of those people as well um if I've had a few too many drinks and I'm dancing around the kitchen and somebody takes a picture of me how many pictures are there of me with my tongue out I I do that thing where (laughs) I go nah (laughs) and I always look and and go oh I should have done a a tongue scrape last night (laughs) Uh, I bet you don't have a furry tongue Julia no I don't have a furry tongue most of the time but sometimes if there's a bit too much alcohol involved you know what happens Fair point. Fair point. <laughs> you, you know what to do about it. I know exactly what to do about. it. I think Giles, are you up for a little bit of alternate nostril breathing?
0: I'm definitely up for some. Alternate Actually, Giles, nostril. if yes. you
1: just wait a few, if we jump and we do that in a little
2: while, I'll mm. tell you why. Because is just going to walk home to do it for you. Oh, brilliant! He, yeah, because he's much better than me, and okay. he's he, the office is literally a five minute walk from home. So while we were talking, I texted him to say. Would he come home to do it? And he said, Yeah, sure. So he's coming home now to do Amazing. it. Amazing. Yeah. I love it. So we we're getting both of you today. Which yeah, is yeah. He, he's far he's far better at it than I am. So I, I think, Oh, like, you're
1: so modest, that's not what everybody else says. Get it from the pro. Get it from the pro. Are there are there uh maxims that, that you guys live by, sort of mantras uh, when when you're doing your meditation? Uh, are there particular thought processes that you repeat to yourself, Anita?
2: Well, I I, um, actually this morning I did a Kundalini meditation because we had a really brilliant teacher on our live on uh, Sunday. So I actually followed hers so that I could see what she did and I thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, normally I do TM because I'm, uh, I'm more of a Vata. I'm prone to a Vata constitution, which means I'm we- which you probably are as well, Julia, your, your body is very Vata. Yes. Uh, the way you speak is very Vata. I would, I would guess you're Vata Pitta. So we, we think very fast. You know, we've already thought of the next question before we finish this one. And we, we, we're very creative people, dynamic people. Uh, but in order to quieten the mind, it helps me to focus on a word. It's a Sanskrit sound. And right. so what you do, you repeat it very gently in your mind almost like you can hear a pin drop it's really gentle and then you leave gaps between that sound so what's that the word sound?
1: what's the word what's the sound
2: so in tm they say that we shouldn't repeat that sound out loud okay. um, and it and it's different for everybody but can i be honest i think if you google like say you're feeling anxious and you google sanskrit mantra for anxiety let's say Yes. I would just say try that one tomorrow. And okay. if you're feeling like you need um, you need to make a decision in your life, try that one tomorrow. There's lots of them online or one of them is soham which just means I am. Um, you could just repeat om, uh, you know, which has the sound aum, om and it has a real vibrational resonance that even without you trying will bring healing on a cellular level. So it doesn't really matter what the sound, but it just kind of helps to bring you into that moment. And you find in time the gaps between the sound become longer until there's just this wave, you know, these waves in your mind. And it feels incredible.
1: It can be really useful for children, I find. I find with my little boy. um, It's so useful for him. He's eight. And uh, we do the alternate nose breathing at night to help, to help him relax and to help him get ready for sleep, really, because he's hyper. Um, he's a bit like me with his energy force. So we need to calm him uh, for bed. But also sometimes I'll just make him hum from his nose. Oh, wow. And the mm. impact that that has on him. And people are going to be listening to this and think, you are mad. But it's incredible that the vibration of sound, what an impact that has mm. on us. And if you do think, if you are listening, thinking it sounds a bit weird, just think about how euphoric you feel when you listen to music or there's a, your exactly. favorite song or a tune that you really get into. It's like that. You're creating it on a micro scale for yourself. And it's magical what it what it can do for you. And we
2: come to our children, don't we, to calm them when they're yeah. babies. We do it intuitively. And that's the funny thing about, you know, the well-being movement is all the things that we did intuitively, and that's what Ayurveda is, it's our innate nature, when now it's an industry, when really we our ancestors knew it. You know, my mother was my grandmother was a midwife and a herbalist, and these were things that she taught the village women um to do and they in gen through generations just knew them but we've lost touch with it and now we're beginning to find it again and it's a wonderful thing and julia you know i applaud you for doing it at an early age with your children and if some people
1: listen and think it's woo woo,
2: well just don't knock it till you've tried it Mm -hmm. you know
1: i think especially for i think especially for children today giles i mean we talk about this often our kids Mm. are just they're they're Impacted every day with so much noise. There's so much yeah. stuff going on. We've, we've talked about how wonderful it's been to be able to protect them a little during lockdown. But, you know, even the walk to school and then the school and it's noisy and the traffic and the pollution and lives today, with most of us in the world live in cities and cities are throwing a lot of things at us mentally and emotionally and spiritually that didn't exist. Uh, fifty or a hundred years ago for our for our ancestors and you we have to find ways of dealing with all of this incoming traffic.
2: Absolutely.
1: Hmm. Absolutely. And and you're doing it, you know. Um now the
2: husband has walked in, just Bidu. as we've been talking. Bitu, can you can should should I
1: give Bitu my headphones, guys? Please do. I think yeah. that's gonna work. Okay. Perfect. Here all we right. go. Ben. I like this the first time we've done this, Charles, isn't it? A yeah. handover. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Hello, Hi, <laughs> <laughs> we, we were just saying, uh, I, hi, Bitty, it's Julia here and Giles. We hi, were just saying this is, this is the first time we've done this, that we've had two guests and we've done a sort of a, a live handover. It's exciting. Well,
3: yes, it's exciting for me as well. It's a, it's a first time for, for all of us. <laughs> and uh, it's, it's, it's going to go fantastically.
1: Right, what That's are we going to do?
0: That's the spirit.
1: Tell us, Peter, what are we doing?
3: <laughs> so just a little bit about um, what we're going to be doing. So um, I breathing techniques are called, in gen- there's a, a blanket name called pr- pranayam. I'm not sure if you're familiar with that phrase. Yes. Mm. It's, well, there we go. So there are various techniques from the, you know, bizarre, where you make all, all kinds of formations with your tongue and breathe in sort of vigorous ways through to, taking water up through your nostrils that kind of thing we're going to avoid those Good. <laughs>
1: good, good. Um, so that that might be tricky for all the all the computer and microphones and all <laughs> yeah. the all the all the tech we've got around
3: us. The yeah. wa- let's exactly. avoid the water. <laughs> exactly right. Exactly right. So, uh, you know, for for the more straightforward one, there's one called Kapalbati, um, which means shining skull, which is a more vigorous one. But the one we're going to go to today is called Nadi um, Shodana or Nadi Shadana, you know, depending on how you want to pronounce it.
1: Okay, and um, what,
3: is, what is it, Nadi Shadana? So, that, so that's, the Nadi Shadhana is, it translates literally as cleansing of the channels. Okay, okay. Uh, that's a little translation. Um, if you've done yoga and you have a, a teacher that you know, knows what they're about, they will say to you, you know, as you do this asana, breathe in, and as you do this asana, breathe out. That is essentially pranayama. Yes. It's, 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 it's um, balancing your breath with your movements, for example so nadi shodhana is a very simple form um, and some of you may already practice it uh, through something called uh, circular breathing where you're okay, sort of yeah. breathing through one nostril yeah so, so you may be familiar with that so this, it, it's a more codified version of that right. so shall we do a short shall we shall we do a short practice let's do it we would love to yeah. okay fine so first thing to bear in mind is uh, you you can sit in a chair or on the floor your body is entirely erect sorry entirely relaxed but your spine is erect you're nice and straight Mm -hmm. now in the west we've grown accustomed to breathing into our chest okay for this technique and for for basically for for stress relieving breathing in general you need to breathe into your whole body so you need to relax your abdomen and breathe into your belly as well it's it's something we've we've kind of lost the habit of doing but if you do it you'll feel that you can get much more energy into your system by breathing into your belly as well as just into your chest so because relax your
1: when you say mm. to people, take a deep breath, I see it a lot. People just tend to expand their chest mm. and, you know, the chest becomes <sighs> barrel like and, and they forget the rest of the body. So it's quite it does take a bit of practice, doesn't it, just to start breathing into your tummy rather than sort of expanding your lungs and making them as big as possible.
3: Well, ex- exactly. Right. I, I think, you know, we, we, we're tied to this thing of having that nice strong core and nice strong abs. And so many of us, as you work our core, we do develop this technique of always holding our core in, which is great It gives you great core strength. But for relax- relaxation techniques, you need to breathe into the whole system, as you just said. So that includes relaxing your abdomen and breathing into your belly as well, uh, uh, what's called a belly breath. Mm,
1: OK, so we're okay. belly breathing.
3: Yes, yeah, so into your whole system. OK, so we're nice and relaxed, spines erect. We're going to breathe into our whole system. So um, the next thing is, if you believe in the idea of mudra, where you have different hand formations uh, which channel your body in a certain way. Now, if you you can adopt your favorite mudra if you have one. If you don't, basically, you're going to be closing one nostril and then the other. So this is the routine, okay? So let's just start. We're going to do a count of 10 with each breath, holding for a count of two at the end of each breath. OK, so okay. I, I, I'll, I will talk us through it and you can just follow through. OK, so closing our left nostril, we're going to breathe in through our right. Yeah. count of five. At the top, hold for a count of two and breathe out through the right.
1: OK, so we're, we're holding our left nostril. We're going to breathe in for five.
3: Yep. Hold, hold it. T-
1: hold, hold it for five.
3: No, for two. Hold it, hold, two. For two. Hold, it
1: for, hold it for two and then breathe out the other nostril for five.
3: So close. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, see, we'll we, we'll come to that. That's the second stage. So we're going to do one nostril at a time first. So so just the right okay. one so, first. Yeah. Breathe in so,
1: for five, so, everybody. Hold the left nostril and breathe in for five.
3: Hold at the top for two and breathe out through the same nostril for five. Hold at the bottom. Breathe in for five. Hold at the top. Breathe out for five. Hold at the bottom, breathe in for five. And hold it at the top. We've done three there, then we're going to change over. Holding the right nostril, doing the same thing, but to the left nostril. Okay? So okay. breathe out for five. Hold it at the bottom, breathe in for five. Hold it at the top, breathe out for five. Hold it at the bottom, breathe in for five. Hold at the top. Last one. Breathe out for five. Now we're going to do the same thing again, but as you said, we're going to breathe in through the right and out through the left, and in through the left and out through the right. Okay, so same thing again, basically, but um, alternate nostrils. Ready? Let's go. In through the right, in through the right for five. Hold at the top and out through the left for five. Hold at the bottom, to two and back up through the left. Hold at the top and out through the right. Hold at the bottom and in through the right. Hold at the top and out through the left. And hold at the bottom and in through the left. Hold the top and out through the right. Okay, so this is the last round then what we're going to do what we've just done, but we're going to breathe in through the right, out through the left, in through the right, out through the left. Okay?
1: Okay. Are you still
0: with us, Charles? <laughs> I am. I am just about, I think. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs>
3: okay, let's go in through the right for five, right? One. Hold at the top and out through the left. Hold at the bottom and in through the right again. Hold at the top and out through the left again. Hold at the bottom and in through the right again. Hold at the top and out through the left again. Hold at the top and in through the right again. Hold at the top and out through the left. Now we do the same thing again, but starting with the left and going if you like anti clockwise. So In the left. Hold the top and out through the right. Into the left again. Hold the top and out through the right. Our last one then into the left again. Hold at the top and out through the right. There we go. And that was a, a much go. Okay.
1: Mm-hmm. How should we be feeling now, B2?
3: Well, I'm hoping you feel nice and relaxed. Your body should be ener- uh, sort of uh, full of energy by now. I mean, we've done quite a truncated <laughs> version, so uh, when we when, when lockdown first happened. It was quite clear that, not, you know, that the virus was attack on our respiratory system. So I started to do a series of twice weekly practices, starting with Marie Chaudhuna, just so we could improve our respiration. So we've we've done quite a truncated version. So normally I would spend about 10 minutes doing this, okay. just to get our energy infused, our body infused with oxygen.
1: We should just say. To, we should just say this. It genuinely does improve your overall health and your immune system, doesn't it? To to work on your breathing techniques.
3: Well, absolutely right. I mean, how do we lose toxins? We lose toxins by sweat, by you know passing waste, but also by our breath. That, that's one of the key ways of, of losing toxins. Studies have been done comparing breathing techniques with a control group uh, on stress, for example, and both of the there the, was the, three groups. There was a control group that did nothing, a group that did this kind of um, practice called Nadi Shortener, and a group that did Kapalbhati, the shining skull one. Now, the shining skull and Pranayama both had their own benefits, but for stress relief, um, Nadi Shortener was shown to be better than both Kapalbhati and the control group that did nothing. Mm. So it's not just a question of, obviously breathing, just breathing mindfully has a benefit on your on your uh, stress levels and your well-being in general. But doing circular breathing, uh, this kind of practice, it means that you get air to all parts of your lungs, you know, mm. so, so you, you have a more chance of, of infusing your body with oxygen.
0: I heard it said before that sometimes our bodies uh, are <laughs> through stress and um, sometimes depression that we become very acidic and doing very yes. deep breathing exercises can make you alkaline again, and I think that's a lovely way of thinking about it.
3: I think that's a really, really good point. You know, because stress means that we tense our body in so many different ways. And the thing is to try and relax the body, relax the extremities, the muscles, so we can get oxygen in there. When you yawn, for example, you're actually just releasing stale oxygen, infusing yourself with fresh oxygen. So anything you can do to get oxygen around your system will really help with stress relief, relief and your general well-being. That's brilliant.
1: too. Yeah. thank you very much thank for you. our breathing exercise. And I hope everybody listening at home has been doing that as well. Not if you're driving. And, no. Obviously, no. and obviously, if you have any respiratory issues or asthma, then don't do it without some 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 sort of medical supervision. Yes. But uh, definitely do your own research. And I hope that this has inspired people to look at their bodies and their minds and our own equipment in a different way and, and help us all. Be healthier and better and the great thing is it, these are all tools that we have available to us it's not about going to a gym or buying anything
3: it's it's stuff that we can all do exactly right so i'm going to pass you back to anita to continue the rest of your, your, your conversation it's been a pleasure being with you today
0: yes thank you and thank uh, you, you know, b2.
3: thank you so much
1: hello there how old is b2 anita
2: Oh he's a blooming dinosaur uh, Bittu is uh, 50 how old are you darling
1: 57 he uh, so if anybody uh, you must watch Be you can watch him on the Instagram lives he does not look 57 no, I was say yeah he doesn't he does it's all that breathing you say, yeah. and it's I mean, all that I, breathing I'm not even asking you because you're just a, a I'm beauty. 54. I don't
2: you're look not either. you <laughs>
1: don't that's incredible I think,
2: you know what it is julia i think um Bitu just said if you want to know how old you ask ask a 20 year old about <laughs> will tell you how old you are i think that we now don't look the way our mothers looked we don't we because we have more freedom than them i think that's part of it too mm. um you know, we put more importance on it than they did because they, well, certainly my mother. But saying that, my mother looked effortlessly beautiful. All she used was oil on her skin and a dash of lipstick, and she was such a beautiful woman. Um, mm. But our perception of age is kind of, I don't know, it's yeah. in our head, isn't it? It's in our head.
1: And as you say, women, uh, certainly in the Western world, we're very, we're privileged and lucky that we have more autonomy. Uh, and certainly yeah. more autonomy than our grandparents as well. So we, we have the opportunity to take, take care of ourselves in a in a better way, in a different way. It's not Definitely. all about looking after the family and the children, although, of course, we love to do that as well. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's yeah, alongside. Anita, it's been so wonderful to talk to you. Thank you for sharing. You your thank, thank you for sharing you. your stories. Yeah, and it, there's um,
0: so many take homes from this episode. I'm going to be listening back again and again because there's so much stuff that I want to Start incorporating into my routines.
2: And Giles, I want to get your book. I'm going to get your book. Oh, well, I'll, it's get you, I'll get your Invaluable. It's honestly, it's such an invaluable, um, you know, something that every child should read. You know, at some point they will lose a pet or they'll lose some somebody that matters or they'll hear of some loss. And for you to have written that, it's such a timely book for now. As you, you, you mentioned, there's a lot about isolation in it too,
0: mm. feeling
2: isolated. So super important. So thank you, Giles.
0: No, no, thank you.
1: Well, there we go, everybody. We have breathed, we have uh, scraped <laughs> we have scraped tongues, we have <laughs> we have gargled with oil, we have hopefully enriched your lives. Anita Carshall from Mali Rituals, thank you for talking to us today. It's thank you
2: so much. It's oh, been lovely. You. Thank you.
0: Well, there we go. That was Anita.
1: Isn't and not she inspirational? Beating. Aren't ah, they inspirational in fact?
0: Incredible, incredible. I was really taken there was like I said at the end of the of the conversation, there were so many takeaways from that that I want to try myself and actually get the family to try.
1: Yeah, so much that, that we can all do. And what I love about their whole approach. I mean, obviously with their business, they've used all of those ingredients and a lot of their products uh, have those ingredients in and and that's that's the inspiration for it. But you don't need anything to take on those lifestyle choices. You don't need to buy anything to be able to learn about breathing and how important breathing is to all of us. I mean, we all do it so naturally, but actually a lot of us are breathing the wrong way. And with a few tweaks, you can energize yourself. You can improve your health. You can use it to, as you've experienced, to calm your anxiety. Um, it's, and it's a tool that's available to all of us. And that great thing that Nita said, you know, about, you know, looking at your tongue, you look at your your tongue in the morning, and if it's, mm. if it's furry, it shouldn't be. You know, that's there's no. something. there's something going on there, so you can scrape it. But also, it's a good indicator that, you know, are you eating healthily? Um, are you are you taking in the right foods? Mm. Um, are you stressed? Are you drinking too much? What toxins are going into your body?
0: Yeah, absolutely. And that idea that we, yeah, getting rid of sort of purging those toxins is so important. And we, we all do it every day. Um, but to actually sort of be consciously thinking about that. And then also the idea of, you know, really washing our bodies with oxygen. And yes, really cleansing, cleansing yourself through yeah.
1: breathing. Isn't that wonderful? Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah, very good. So lots of great stuff that we can all do. So what I would say to people is obviously, you know, that the conversation with the is wonderful, but then go and do some research, do a bit of Googling and a bit of mm. tapping in and work out uh, which of those things will work for you. And I loved her approach to meditation as well. You know, that meditation is, it, it, it's meditation, meditation can be what you want it to be, but the mm. important thing is take time out and find a calm space And whether it's humming or talking or chanting or just being it it can help you so much
0: yeah and and goes back to what we were talking about in the last episode with caroline minnington about that personal selfishness just giving ourselves a little bit of time for for self-care and looking after ourselves a bit more so that we in turn can look after others
1: that's right it's a positive thing which we're all about
0: well thank you julia it's been another beautiful episode
1: Oh, Giles, it's, it's the highlight of my week. I hope it's the highlight of our listeners' week as well. Talk soon, everybody. A
0: little <laughs> bit
3: of positive. Bye.